The following is a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society. A number of questions coming your way today on Grace in Focus. One of them, can we give back our eternal salvation by converting to another religion? This is the radio broadcast and podcast ministry of the Grace Evangelical Society. We are located in North Texas, and we are glad that you are with us today. Find out more about us, our daily blogs, and our free subscription magazine called Grace in Focus when you go to our website, faithalone.org. We also have a national conference coming up, and you can look up information and registration details. That's our National Conference 2024, May the 20th through the 23rd. Find out about it at faithalone.org. Now with our question and answer discussion covering three questions today, here are Bob Wilkin and Ken Yates. Sometimes these questions, we look at them and say, ooh, this is a tough one. What I mean is it's going to take a while to answer this. But sometimes we have what we might call rapid-fire questions, like what is it called? The lightning games? round. Lightning round. That's so what I was you saying. have several of those for this? Well, session? I've got some, and we'll see. But maybe once we ask them, we'll say, ooh, this is going to take longer than we <laughs> yeah. thought. We'll see. Okay, the first question I got comes from Ben. He asked, well, really there's two parts to this question, but they're both, I think, straightforward. He talks about, I think he got this word from you, instant winner rewards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard you say that. So he asked about instant winner rewards, but specifically, can a non-disciple get instant winner rewards? So I'm a believer. I'm not following the Lord. If I do a good work, do I get an instant winner reward? Yeah, and it's a little complicated because... You have to ask the question, are there people who are not disciples, but yet who are not out of fellowship with God? Right. And what's their motive for doing? Like they do a good work. What is their motive? Well, Jesus said, you know, a parent is going to give their child good gifts. Even an unbelieving parent is going to give their child good gifts. So their motivation is because they love their children and they want to help them, right? Mm -hmm. So I would say, I think, yes, a person who is not in Christian instruction in a local church, let's say they haven't been to church in months, right? and maybe they do so because there's no church in their area that's clear on Bible teaching, and they're not able or willing to drive for hours to find such a church, and they're not able to move. Now, maybe they should be starting a church in their own home and just meet each Sunday, even if it's just husband and wife. Just go ahead and meet on Sunday for half hour, an hour, and do the things a local church should do in terms of Bible teaching and prayer and singing, etc. But let's say someone hasn't been to church in months, but the person still loves Christ and is still serving Him and still identifies themselves as a believer and is sharing their faith— I'd say that's a situation that shouldn't exist but does exist. In that case, yeah, they're not only laying up instant treasure. I think it's possible they may be laying up perseverance prizes. Okay. Because even though they're not in local assembly, it's not like they're rejecting the local church. They just don't feel there's one in their area that matches up. And maybe they don't feel comfortable planning their own. Or maybe they're a believer and a new younger believer. Now, I'm not talking about chronological age, haven't been a believer that long, 
And they don't know the importance of a good Bible teaching church. Yeah, and in that case, you've got a baby Christian who's not yet grown to the point they know they need to be going to church. So could that So they're person, not in rebellion. Right, right. But let me ask you this question. What about a believer who is out of fellowship with God? Can they lay up and <laughs> sin? What do you think? I think that's his question here, or I think that's part of the question, okay? So when he says a non-disciple, can a person who's out of fellowship with the Lord do that? I think off the top of my head, I would think, yeah, he can probably do some in a moment of clarity or whatever. Do some know, good deeds yeah. with the right motive. Yeah, like, for example, he just, okay, he's out of fellowship, but he reads a scripture. The scripture, he sees something he should be doing, and so he does it, you know, or something right. like that. And he, and he says, you know, I, I'm a dirtbag, but this is pleasing to the Lord. I'm going to do it. Well, let's yeah. say that he gives money to missions or to a local church, or he gives money to a parachurch ministry, and whatever he's giving to is something which is doing a good work. And he wants it to be used for good. Right. Right. I would say It, it yes. would seem like he's laying up treasure even though he's not in fellowship. Let me give you a quick slide on this, then we can move on to the next lightning round question. But Zane Hodges used to say, when I would talk to him, that he thought it was possible that someone like uh, John MacArthur, who teaches a strong form of lordship salvation— might even rule with Christ in the life to come if he continues to persevere in the faith, even though what he's proclaiming is a very garbled message, if not a false gospel, because he was saying, you know, he's not denying Christ. He's not out and out denying Christ. You know, if we endure, we'll reign with him. If we deny him, he will deny us. Well, lordship people don't really deny him straight up. And I'm kind of an agnostic on that question, and I think Zane was too. But all he was saying was he was open to the fact that somebody like that who was, you know, still confessing Christ, but yet doing so with a false gospel, there might be some level of rulership for such a person. Wow. I don't know. What do you think about that? Well, I tell you, well, you got James when the teacher is going to be judged with a stricter judgment. Right. I, James 3.1. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, wow, if a guy's a false teacher teaching so much false doctrine, it's kind of hard. Yeah, you know, when I think about it, I don't know if Zane would have said that MacArthur was teaching a false gospel or not. I imagine he would because no, Zane wrote the yeah, book right. absolutely free and it was a response to MacArthur. Right. I don't think he ever exactly calls it a false gospel, but yeah. So I think I'm agreeing with you. I don't think we can say that someone proclaiming a false gospel is going to be able to rule with Christ. Maybe but if he's a they've believer, laid up some instant winners. There you go, the instant winners. Uh, things they've done in the past or things they're even doing now, maybe. Maybe that was Hodge's point. I don't know. But that's a good point. So I, I would say, yeah, instant winners. Please plan to join us at Camp Copus in Denton, Texas. The Grace Evangelical Society's 2024 National Conference is May the 20th through the 23rd. Good fun, wonderful fellowship, recreational opportunities for the younger ones and the older ones, great teaching on the theme of free grace in the epistles of Peter. There's VBS for kids, too. More information and online registration now at faithalone.org slash events. That's faithalone.org slash events. Please come and join us. Okay, next lightning round. This one comes from CC. We're going to call him C-squared. 
He says the non-free grace gospel is a different gospel. We would agree with that. And he goes, it doesn't even have to be an extreme lordship salvation view. So his question is this, how do we as free gracers relate to people we believe are born again, but who are not free gracers? Well, we would have to say that if they're preaching a different gospel, they believed the true gospel before, but now they're preaching a lordship, false works-based gospel. And we know people who say that, you know, not too long ago, I got an email from a guy who said, I used to be free grace. I believed I had eternal life, but now I believe in a lordship salvation gospel. So his question, C-square asks, how do we relate to people like that? I think we would relate to them in the sense that we're seeking to win them back to the simplicity of the faith alone message. And if they're open, then we're hoping to bring them back. But if they're not open, it seems to me then we agree to disagree and we do not fellowship in ministry. In other words, we may have a meal with such a person. We may talk with them and be cordial, but we're not going to do ministry with them. And we're not going to financially support their ministry because they're proclaiming another gospel. Now, I just want to say the flexible free grace would say, oh, no, no, we can we can work with them. You know, even though we disagree on these things, those are peripheral issues. Right. And for that reason, I also could not financially support flexible free grace ministries because they view lordship salvation as a saving message and work salvation as a saving message. And that the problem there is they're messed up on sanctification. And they partner with them. And they partner with them. A lot of, they go into joint ministry with them. So therefore, I couldn't do joint ministry with the flexible free grace people. I'm not talking about degrees of separation like fundamentalism. I'm just saying their perspective, in my opinion, is dramatically different than my perspective. And I will also say that if I talk to somebody who says, I used to be free grace, but I've rejected it. And now I believe in a whatever, Armenian or whatever gospel. I assume that they're believers. That I, What I mean is I assume they have eternal life. If yeah. they tell me I believe the gospel of grace, you know, when I was 20 and now I'm 50 and I reject it. Well, I take them at face value and I think that person will be in the kingdom. Now they could be lying to me. They could right. be saying I believed it and they really didn't. But why would they? And you meet people like that. Atheist, you know, you meet people who say, I believe the gospel of grace, and now I'm an atheist. Well, if the question is, how do we relate to someone like that? If what you mean by that is, do we see them as people who are going to be in the kingdom? I say, yes, but like you said, I'm not going to work with them. Right. So, okay, so now we have another lightning round question, and this one is from V. V. He asks, or she asks, if faith is a gift and will never be taken away from us, but can the receiver turn it back by, for example, convert to another religion? And in this case, I think what V is talking about is Ephesians 2. By grace you have been saved through faith, not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. So V is saying that faith is a gift of God. Bob and I would both disagree with that. Right. In Ephesians 2, 8, 9, the gift of God is everlasting life or the salvation. The that, not of yourselves, that is neuter and faith is feminine. So the that goes back to the by grace through faith salvation. And by the way, the same 
expression is used in John chapter 4 and verse 10, where Jesus said, if you knew the gift of God and who it says you give me a drink, you'd ask him and he'd give you living water. And in verse 14, he explains the gift is everlasting life. Right. So everlasting life is the gift of God. So, yeah, I would say faith is not a gift and a believer can't give back everlasting life. You can't give back faith either. You can stop believing, but you're not giving back faith. Well, here's the deal on that. I think that V is thinking, well, if you have a gift, you can return it. I think that's the analogy. But the difference is, as you say in John 4, this gift is eternal life and it is within us. It's not something like a, a wrapped package that I have and say, okay, I don't want this anymore. I'm going to return it back to you. Yeah. Once you have it, too bad you can't get rid of it. <laughs> there You're you stuck with it, which is a good thing. Which is a wonderful thing. So you have eternal life even if you don't want it. Right. Well, thank you for those questions. Keep sending them in. And in the meantime, keep grace, grace in focus. We would love to know where you are when you are listening to us. Please take a short minute to send us the call letters of this station and the city where you are listening and how many times a week you listen. Thank you. You will be helping us with our stewardship. Send it to radio at faithalone.org. That's radio at faithalone.org. We are so thankful for our financial partners who keep us on the air. Every gift is tax deductible and very much appreciated. If you'd like to find out how you can give, go to faithalone.org. On the next episode, how do you explain biblical election? Please join us. And until then, let's keep grace in focus. The proceeding has been a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society.